Good morning, Nachum. Good Reb Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Kedoshim. Parshas Kedoshim, according to the Chinuch, contains 51 mitzvos. Now, considering there are only 64 psukim in the whole parsha, that's a lot of mitzvos for that number of psukim. Very interesting how the 51 mitzvos are divided. There are 38 restrictions, 38 losas say those shall not, and 13 mitzvos say 13 positive mitzvos. And it's my privilege once again to quote from Rav Kanatapsky, who taught very interestingly that Kedusha is demonstrated more by man's withholding himself back rather than doing a positive action. And so, 38 holding backs, thou shalt not, creates more Kedusha than the 13, not because of numbers, but because of the nature. Very often, a positive mitzvah is related to an object, a mezuzah, a parrot fill-in, a sukkah, a shofar, a lulav, etc. Whereas a restrictive mitzvah, a losase, is curbing the individual, refining his character. Okay, I'd like to focus this morning with you on a pasuk at the very end of the parsha. It happens to be uh, the second verse in Shvi'i. It's chapter 20, pasuk 24. I'll be honored if you bring the Chumash to the table once again, chapter 20, pasuk 24. And the Torah teaches, starting with the previous pasuk, we are warned not to follow the ways of the nations that Hashem is driving out from before us when we come into the land, because these actions which they did were those of abomination, and God was most displeased with them. And now we come to our verse. V'omar lochem, God says to you, the Jewish people, you will inherit their land. And then, Va'ani and I, will give to you Loreshis Osa to inherit it, Eretz Zavas Cholav Udvash, a land flowing with milk and honey. Ani Hashem Alokechem, I am your God, Ashev Dalti Eschem who have separated you, Minu Amim, from the nations. The Orachayim HaKadosh, on this verse, asks the following question. The Pesach begins by saying that Hashem has told B'nai Yisrael, you shall inherit the land, period. What's this additional, and I, etinenu lachem, I will give to you to, to inherit the land? Which one is it, man or God? Eretz, then 
Eretz Zavas Cholov Udvash. So he says very clearly what's going on here. He says that aside from that land which you will inherit, Hashem will add additionally that the land will be flowing with milk and honey more than what it produced before you. In other words, the land is going to be for you flowing with milk and honey. It's going to produce specially for Bnei Yisrael. And he goes on to say that this verse is including in the negative that when you are not on the land, the land will not yield its produce. Now, this happens to be a hinting at that which the Torah says explicitly in Parshas Berukosai. The Torah is talking about when the Jewish people, unfortunately, will be sent out of Israel into exile, says the Torah in the Tohacha, in Berukosai, chapter 26, Pasuk 32, Vashimosi Ani Esaoritz. God promised that I will make the land desolate. And Vishomamu Olea and your enemies who live upon it, who will try to make a go of the land when you're not there, the enemies that are there, Vishomamu Olea, the land will not produce for them. Incredible. And what does Rashi say on this verse? Zumidatovol Yisrael. This is good tidings for the Jewish people, that the enemies will never find comfort to the land. Amazing. Pinch yourselves, everybody, because for the last 1800 years, prior to the late 1880s, and therefore going further, the land of Israel for 1800 years was desolate. All the nations that tried to develop the land could not. And when we have come back to the land, the land is producing. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Sadiches Omer Aleph, 98a, teaches in the name of Rabbi Abba. Ein Megula There's no clearer indication of the end of days as to when the Geula, the redemption, is going to come. How are we going to know if it's the time of redemption? Says Rabbi, says Rabbi Abba. Go to the Navi Yecheskel in chapter 36 verse 8 and what does the Navi say the Navi says Viatem, and you who is he talking to Hore Israel, the mountains of Israel Anpechem Titenu give forth your branches Uperiachem Tisu and bear your fruit 
Ami Israel, for my people Israel, Kikervu Lavo, for they are soon to come. In other words, how are you going to know when the Jewish people are coming home? Eretz Yisrael will yield its fruit in abundance shortly before the redemption. And this is the clearest sign of all that the exile is about to end. No question that over the years, Eretz Yisrael did not produce for the many different Turks, British, Ottomans, you name it, whenever. And it does and is producing for Am Yisrael. Open your eyes. Not only say thank you, Hashem, for what's happening in Eretz Yisrael, but thank you, Hashem, that we are privileged to see this happening before our eyes in Eretz Yisrael. The Gemara in Megillah, Yud Zayin, says that the 19 brachos of the Shemona Esrei are not a random order, but there is a clear reason for why bracha 2 follows bracha 1, etc., etc. Now, why is it that the ninth bracha coming after Rifa'enu, and Rifa'enu, parenthetically, healing us, goes with the eighth bracha, because Mila, circumcision, is on the eighth day. And a Kodesh Baruch who sends Eliyahu Malach Abris to heal the baby. And once he's healing babies, he's healing others as well. Which is why the bracha of Refuah is number eight. Now what's number nine? Hashem, please give us our allowance. Barech Hashem Elokeinu, Hazos. Please make this year a bumper crop. Please make this year a successful one. And then, bracha number 10 is Kibbutz Golios. Please, Hashem, sound the shofar to mark the ingathering of our exiles. Now I ask you, if you had to prioritize whether you want your allowance or you're asking for the Jews from all over the world to come home to Eretz Yisrael, come on. Which one would you have put first? I hope I would have put the kibbutz kolios before asking for my allowance. And the Gemara says, no. What it means, and from now on, when we say the Shemona Esrei, let it take an additional few seconds. And when you say the bracha, barech aleinu, we're asking God to prepare the land of Israel, that it should produce, that it should be able to feed all the people that are coming home. When I invite you to my home for dinner, and I say, please, dinner is at 6 o'clock. When you come to my home, I don't say to my wife, oh, what would you like me to go and get from the kosher supermarket? No. If I don't know that you're coming is one thing. But if I know you're coming, I'm going to prepare in advance. And so, Barich Oleinu, number 9, is preparing in advance. And we're praying for that the land should produce in order for Am Yisrael to come home. That the bracha of Barech is really a 
invitation for Kibbutz Golios. I have to tell you that Mark Twain was not especially a lover of the Jew. He went and he visited Palestine and he writes, he cannot believe how desolate the land was in the late 1800s. And the answer, my friend, is HaKadosh Baruch Hu babysat the land. Vashimusi Ani Esa'oretz. The land was kept desolate so that when we came home, the land was waiting for us. What an incredible fulfillment of brachos that we see before our eyes today. And we pray that that which we are seeing is just the portent of Amir Tzashem. The best is yet to come. Shabbat Shalom to all.